Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting news to fun trends and analysis. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, and today I'm speaking with Christina Ross, President of Silver Frog Marketing, about building relationships with digital marketing. Uh, thanks for joining us, Christina. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So before we get, get started, I just want to uh, mention to everybody that is watching, um, if you guys have any questions or comments as we're talking, please feel free to put them in the chat and we will get to them kind of as they're addressed or as we have time. So I'm um, hoping that we can have a nice, like interesting discussion. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say, Christina, and hearing what everybody else has to say as well. So uh, maybe to just begin, let's talk a little bit about Silver Frog Marketing and your background. Definitely. So um, I started Silver Frog Marketing in 2015. Um, after about 10 years in the franchise industry, I realized that um, I definitely, I was very drawn to marketing and, um, you know, I, I was noticing that I was, you know, kind of thinking in, in terms of marketing for all the different things that I was working on. Um, I started doing websites um, just for, for local business people, you know, friends and coworkers who had an idea. Um, I would jump in, I would build a website, um, and then I would start doing marketing, whether it be emails or um, Google campaigns or Facebook campaigns, whatever worked for them. And I did that up until, you know, 2015, I created the company and I continued to build it. And then uh, 2019, we added TV and radio to our agency which uh, just really put us on a different level. Uh, we buy differently. So TV and radio um, obviously works for some industries and some it doesn't. Um, but that's why then uh, once we, you know, we, we had TV and radio kind of built and settled and rolling. And um, I noticed that I was doing a lot of one-off digital marketing pieces still. And one thing that, that a lot of customers kept asking was, um, you know, for, for better results, you know, okay, well, we're running on Google, but you know, we want more. And so my recommendation would always be add other mediums. And so I did this until I realized, you know, I just need to create a package. And so that's kind of what we've been doing the past few years is uh, we take a holistic look at digital marketing with the client, depending on their industry, um, who their clients are, their audience. Um, and we make recommendations as to uh, whether that client's on TV or um, digital marketing, but at all points, we're always consistent with um, email campaigns, um, you know, Google My Business, um, social postings, things that that small business owners uh, and even any business owner really needs to be aware of in the digital space now. Um, so that's what we do. You know, we do a holistic. We do all the marketing, um, and we we advertise in multiple different mediums. Okay. So digital marketing specifically, why why is it so important? Uh, well, at this point um, in the digital age, that's how people shop. So I'm noticing more and more that um, people are social. So they go to Google whenever they look for anything, for a tire shop to, you know, clothing that they want to buy, shoes. They're always on Google. Um, and then from Google, it's great because if done right, what that customer searches for on Google can then follow them around. And then they see it on Facebook and they see it follow them. Um, and that's where good digital marketing kind of comes in because it, it builds, it builds a trust uh, of a brand with a client. Um, so basically at this point in, in business, um, you know, I feel that every business should be online in some, some way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something I always say is, you know, when I'm personally, when I'm looking for, you know, a business, if I, I look for their website, 
Yep. But I also look for their Facebook page. Absolutely. And if, if either of them are not there, I get a little suspicious. Like, I, I like, I want to see both, you know, well, and I want to well, see, yes. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, that's another big thing is inconsistencies where maybe they have a Facebook page, but it looks different than their website. And so then, you know, what I tell business owners is, you know, I mean, your customers, if they see two different pictures and, you know, they need to be consistent and consistent. Right, right. Yeah, the consistent branding. That makes a lot of sense because, you know, I, and I always I always take it back to my own personal, you know, just experience as a shopper because we all are shoppers, right? Um, if I'm, There's so many businesses that have very similar names. So, you know, am I looking at the right, you know, silver frog marketing? Maybe it's the wrong one. If the, if the photos are different, if it doesn't look the same, you know, you're, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you don't have that consistent branding. Yeah. Um, so how does digital marketing, how can that build brand loyalty? Oh, so many different ways. So I, I've noticed that, you know, one, once you have consistency within your brand, um, therefore, when somebody searches you, your Google My Business, your website, your Facebook page, the more consistency you show, it just builds trust with your with the consumer mindset. Um, and then what I recommend is to consistently be touching them, whether through retargeting, where, um, you know, they landed on your site, maybe they didn't click. Uh, but then you can kind of then show them another ad on Facebook, show them another ad on on Google um, to, to build that brand consistency because then they think, oh, wow, I saw that brand over here and over here must be a reputable brand. Uh, and it's very interesting how people's minds work. But uh, we're definitely seeing that the more that uh, the digital age is is upon us. So as far as like you brought up retargeting, um, and I think, like, I think it's you know definitely a huge thing and and important. But how do you keep that from being creepy? Like sometimes people get really annoyed if oh, you know, know. Like, you know, like they go on a website and then like the ads are following them. Right. Um, how, how do you how do you kind of walk that line? So basically, you have to just look at it as marketing instead of um, you know being followed around or data. It's a, it's a lot of just mindset. So, you know, the more that the internet uh, opens up and technology uh, expands, this is kind of the norm now with um, tracking and targeting with your phones, with your TVs, with your smart box sets. So the way I look at it and the way that I tell customers is this is the way it is. Let's just utilize it for the best way that it's supposed to be utilized and not abuse it in the way that a lot of people do. So the way that I look at marketing is kind of like spaghetti. You know, when you're initially out there, you're new, especially on Google, you're just throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? And then you have to see what sticks, right? It doesn't doesn't stick until it's done. So that's where retargeting comes in. So then you're, you're seeing who's actually interested, where they're coming from. Then you've got, um, you know, these, uh, you know, algorithms that work in the background to do all these magical things so that then when you run your retargeting, those ads are only going to the people who really want to see them. Um, so, you know, I, I'd say look at it that way instead of just we're following people around. We're following people around in a good way because the more touches that we can give our customers in a good way, um, then the better that you look to your customer. Okay. Never, never spam anybody. That's, you know. There's some techniques that we can get into, but so as far as you know, obviously digital marketing, um, you know, the internet, it's it's always changing. There's always some new shiny thing that's on there. But what are what are some of the biggest trends right now that people should be aware of? Yeah, great question. So a lot of what I'm seeing now are videos, um, even short animated videos. Um, humor, humor is really big. Um, storytelling. 
So, and sometimes that's hard um, for people to kind of think through, but like um, if your customer were able to see, you know, multiple different marketing messages all with the same character or look and feel, you know, um, then then it just, it makes them feel better, right? You know, they, they have something to look forward to if you're in a storytelling mode. Oh, cool, you know, Bob's Cheesecake Shop down the street, you know, they made a cool story about, um, you know, a rabbit eating the carrot cake cheesecake, right? Like it could be so many different things that your customer then relates with you on a personal level, um, especially if you can add animation or humor. It, what is it, an example of like of, of humor that, that might work? Yeah. So like um, <laughs> we had a dentist uh, in Albuquerque and they were pushing their implants, right? Not a fun topic to talk about at all, right? Um, but what we did was we created an animated um, commercial, you know, about you know, somebody with tooth pain. And then we can kind of like animate the the expression instead of like really bringing people into it um, and creating humor with just the graphics that we were able to do uh, with the implants. Um, so things like that, where you can take something that maybe, maybe nobody really wants to think about or talk about, but maybe they do need, and you can just make it um, consumable. So the so you're not you're not talking about being like the next you know great stand up comedian or being like edgy or something, but just like kind of using humor in like a, a little way that to yeah even it's a little more just, fun. And so also what I'll talk to business owners about is um, so I find that older generations that maybe started businesses 20 years ago before the digital age, how are they then able to relate to customers in the digital age? Um, and one, I think a, a trick of the trade is, however you would speak to somebody in person, use those taglines or those humor points and turn that into taglines in your marketing. You know, And a lot of times people don't even realize that they're already speaking their messaging. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing if you were to pick up a phone call and, and what would you say to get that customer interested? You would say the same types of things in your marketing or in your social posts. Um, also, don't be too salesy. You know, um, you know, a lot of times if a business only posts emails that are promoting them or social posts that are selling something, a lot of times people shy away from that uh, too salesy. You kind of want to build a relationship. Right. right. So they, you have to understand that your customer does want to know more about you and probably is interested in the local goings on of your business. And that's OK, you know, to do a social post about a bike race that just took place in your town or, you know, a customer who you just got, you know, um, any any way that you can share with your community and your customers makes you look more like a human. Um, and then people just instinctively feel more trustworthy towards you. Yeah, so basically the, the trends you're talking about here are videos, you know, short videos, animated videos, things with humor, and then just the um, bu building relationships and building um, loyalty. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, especially with, with video, like that's so big in social right now, especially yeah. short video, like oh, with TikTok and uh, Reels and all that, that different stuff. Yeah, so, and people's attention span are just, um, you know, it's, it's less than seven seconds at this point. If you don't get them with, you know, we call it above the fold, you know, whatever's on your screen in front of your email or on your phone, within seconds, they are likely to just scroll, you know, it's just scroll. Um, so, you know, think about it that way. You know, how can you gain your customers' um, eyes in in the above the fold? Um, right. Just things to think about. 
yeah, yeah, above the fold is something, as a former newspaper person, I always think about in those kinds of terms, so I like that. Um, yeah, so we, let, going back to building relationships, um, you know, how, how can a, a company create a relationship with their audience and customers via digital marketing? And like, what are some of the different tactics they can use so, to, to do that? Yeah, great question. So I still love email marketing. Um, I know there's, you know, pros and cons. Definitely, there's ways around the spam. Um, you got to be careful. Um, but email is a great way to build a relationship with your client because it's a way to touch them without selling to them. So at least once a month, you should be planning and sending an email to your whole consumer base, prospects and customers that really just uh, it's just informative on your industry, information that might be relevant to them, um, passing along information, stuff that's going on within your company. And then at the end, you can always feel free to throw in a promo. That's OK. As long as it just, you know, it's more informative and the, the you know, basically your, your client kind of looks forward to it. Oh, cool. You know, this is the monthly newsletter from Silver Frog Marketing. I know I might learn something. And then they open it. Um, and again, and then you can take, you know, I love data. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't, but it's great for marketing. And, and when you really want to know who your client is and what matters to them, you really want to every month go back and look at what your marketing did the month before and how do you make it better? So, you know, if you came up with what you thought was the best headline and you tested it out and it got no clicks, try something else, you know, and, and, and you know, look at it kind of like you're planning your meals, right? Like at home, you know that you need to feed your family healthy meals. So you're going to go grocery shopping. Same thing with marketing. So your customers, you always want to be giving them healthy information, healthy tips or, you know, relatable tips. So do the same thing with marketing, you know, every month. What are we going to do next month? Are you going to do a Facebook post? Are you going to do a Google ad? Are you going to, you know, just update Google My Business? which is a great free way um, to just stay uh, in touch with your clients because that's really the first place that they go when they search for you on Google. Um, you know, all those little tips and just always keep it top of mind. Okay, um, we actually have a question just from, from somebody, it's a uh, very simple one, so this will give you no, no, no problems. Uh, what can you reshare your company name and just how people can get in touch with you? Definitely. So um, my company is Silver Frog Marketing. Um, silver like the color, frog like the animal, and marketing because that's what we do. Um, and my name is Christina Ross. And if they want to get in touch with you, are you um, is a, there a good just go to your website or your email or what's yeah, the best I'm not way to quite reach sure it? how to post it in the chat, but um, so it's Christina with the C H C H R I S T I N A at silverfrogmarketing.com. Okay, great. And once I figure um, out, I would love to post all this in the chat. <laughs> um, so what are some ways to target and engage with specific audiences? Um, yeah. How do you tailor the message to the people you most want to reach? Because obviously, if you're on social, you can send it out for everyone to see, but that's not going to serve you if you only have a very specific like niche or segment that you want to reach. Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, Facebook is really good for targeting. Um, especially targeting um, if you already know a little bit about who your who your market is, right? So uh, if you sell tires, uh, for instance, that could be anybody. Anybody could be a tire company or client, right? So what I would do in that case um, is target people looking for automotive services or looking for actively shopping for tires. A lot of people don't realize that you can do that. But um, when people go to Google and they search for things, 
again, that data is stored. So then if, if you're selling tires, you want to know who's searching for tires. Um, so Facebook is a really easy one to get started with because uh, it's very easy to target. Um, you can target moms. You can target college kids. You can target people searching for cars, retail, dresses, shoes, almost anything. Um, so I always say that's a really great place to start um, because you can kind of think, okay, what do I sell? I sell tires. Great. You know, and then you can kind of break it down with who do I need to target? And then from there, again, that's why every month you just look at who is actually interested because so many times I've seen uh, a client thinks that their audience is one thing. And a lot of times it's they base it on themselves and that's okay. I get it. Um, but then what they realize when they look at the analytics is their market may be 40 year old dads or, you know, people who um, are actively searching for tax services, you know, like basically if a business owner knows what they're selling and who they want to sell to, then they can then take that same logic and put it into targeting. Right. Right. So kind of create that, the persona of who, um, who's the, who is the buyer, but use that, use data that you actually are, are gathering from all your other posts and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you're doing a lot of, you know, you're doing this work for, for businesses, but not every business can afford to, you know, hire a marketing firm. A lot of people need to want to, or need to, to kind of do it on their own. So, you know, what, what advice do you have for small businesses that don't have a budget for, for digital marketing or don't have a large budget? Um, what are the, what's the main thing that they should be focusing on? Yeah, that's awesome. Cause that's actually where I was <laughs> for years. I would, I would either have ideas or I would have clients with great ideas. And it was always that the, the marketing, where do you get started, right? How do you get the most bang for the least amount of buck? So uh, definitely Google my business. So every company should be listed on Google my business with as much information as possible, photos, logos, contact information, address, start there because- Is that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that, you said that that's a free thing to do. You oh, don't have to pay. Absolutely, nope. So and Google, any business can, can do that? Any business can do it? Yep, so if you just Google, Google my business, it'll take you to this whole thing where you can search for your business in case it's already listed, um, or you can just list your business. And it's free, it's amazing, and it's number one on my recommendation. Um, so make sure that the Google My Business is there because, again, if somebody comes to Google and if you don't pop up, but your competitor does, yeah. ah, right? Um, so number two, Facebook page. Always have a Facebook page for your company and make sure that it's um, consistent with your website, uh, which is also, you know, I'm finding that it's it's definitely important, right? There's a lot of back-end SEO that's very important for websites, but I mean, if, if it was just one person just starting out today, Google My Business, Facebook page, both are free, both are great for searchability and um, just SEO, keywords, all the good stuff that, that start when your customers start to look for you. Um, obviously, and then a website, um, you know, you can get a free website on Wix. Uh, GoDaddy has great prices. You know, it's nowadays, it doesn't have to cost thousands of dollars to get a website done. Um, but also that is highly recommended um, because again, you know, if somebody's looking for you and you want them to have a warm and fuzzy, right? You want them to have that good feeling when they're looking for you. And I've, I've done it myself where I'm like, oh, cool. This is great. This is great. Ooh, they don't have a website or they don't have this. And then something in your brain just goes, oh, I don't know if I can trust them. So Google my business, Facebook page, 
website, uh, definitely the first three things to start. Um, and then just planning out your marketing. So having like kind of a calendar, just like an idea in mind of what That's to post, right. when to post it. Just, and I would say set a meeting, you know, set a meeting on your calendar for yourself or yourself and your business partner every month. And all you do is talk about marketing. I like that. That's that's really good. Um, so, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, that are our, our listeners, our readers, they're in kind of like a business to business space. Yeah. Are those still the same kind of things they should be doing? Because I know sometimes there's like an idea like, well, I'm not I'm not, you know, marketing to directly to consumers. So I don't need to be. You know, I don't need to have a Facebook page. Or I don't need this, but the, that's not really the way it is. I don't think. Nope. Definitely applies B2B and B2C. They're definitely different animals. Uh, B2B is harder to do um, digitally. There's different strategies. I would use more of a content um, strategy um, as well as just strong SEO and strong messaging um, for B2B because it's true. There are so many more consumers out there looking than there are business owners looking for solutions. Um, so it can still be done. Absolutely. People will still need your service. There's just different strategies. Okay. When you talk about like having a more of a content strategy, what are some of the things that they can be doing? Like just like helpful posts or like what? So what that came, definitely. So that that's more where SEO comes in, where you're really taking your keywords that other businesses might be looking for or talking about and you utilize blogs utilize little videos, um, social posts. So a lot of also just that um, building um, relationships um, is more so for B2B because it's just harder to get um, clients to, to look for you. Um, right. But definitely, so content marketing, videos, blog posts, and just rich in your keywords, you know. Right. And how do you how do you find out what your keywords are? Is it just what you want people to know you by or, or is that some kind of thing you can research? Yep, so, so definitely you start by what would you search if you were looking for your business, right? And usually any business owner can give you one to three keywords. And then there's so many. So Google has a ton of free keyword um, search tools where you just put in one or two keywords and it populates lists of other ones and the traffic and activity. Um, it's, a, it's a whole animal, but it's great to get other ideas that you may not know, um, you know, what people are searching for in your space. And then you can then use those a lot of times in your own marketing, in your headlines or just in your SEO. Okay. Um, we have a question uh, from Melissa, just what are the best tools for keyword research? I think yep. you started that with, with Google, but are there other ones? So Google is definitely what we go to. Um, we use um, SE, SEMrush. Uh, that's a paid service, though. Uh, we also use uh, Bright Local. Again, that's that's more of a paid. But honestly, if you just go to Google and, and search, just start, uh, you know, typing in your keywords, that's probably the best place to start. Or another thing that you could do, um, Google yourself. <laughs> Google, you know, you do your, your keywords and then see what ads you start seeing. That's great. Then you see what your competitors are doing. Uh, you should always be aware of what your competitors are doing. And you don't necessarily have to do it better. You just have to do it differently in a way that may stand out to someone else more than your competitor. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Um, so I think that, that's all the questions that I had for you, but is there anything else you wanted to add about digital marketing or um, just marketing in general that we haven't covered? So a few other things that are probably top of my mind now when I'm setting up campaigns is marketing automation. 
So, and I know that, that this probably takes a little bit more time, but again, if you have that one marketing meeting where you plan out an email drip campaign, you've got all month to implement it. Um, so in theory, you know, you can send an email, great. What happens after that, right? If they click it, wonderful. What happens after that, right? So marketing automation is literally just building those drip campaigns. They open one email, a week later, they get an, an, another email. Again, not salesy. Um, what we do is we mix it up between um, article posts, you know, just information that we put out there online um, or tips. You know, I do a lot of marketing tips where I'll, I'll do an email. So again, I don't want, I don't ever want somebody to open one of my emails and think, oh, another sales email, right? Because again, if they are ready to buy, they will find you, okay? Your email most likely is not gonna be their, their trigger, right? Um, and, and it could be, you know, it could be, but most likely they've already built it up in their mind. They've already made that decision based on their research. Um, but definitely keep, um, keep touching your client, whether it be on Google, on social posts, or on email, that's a great way um, just to, to, again, keep yourself top of mind with your client. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Christina. This was really fun. It was a lot of fun for me too. Thank you.